Did you ever have that experience when you were younger, when you were trying to get your friend's attention and they weren't listening to you? You were just like, hey, Barry. Barry. Hey, Barry. Barry, I want to tell you something. Barry. Barry, hello, Barry, yeah, I want to tell you that. <laughs> just didn't listen. And that sort of infuriating feeling you felt when you were like eight years old. Well, that's kind of a good metaphor for what the conspiracy theorist um, is going through when they're in the state of mind of trying to let people know what's happening in the world. Now, I'm not for conspiracies. I'm not against conspiracies. I think by now you'll understand that you need to be able to see through dualities in order to truly change yourself and change anything. But it's good to take it back to a simple metaphor like that because the, one of the truths of the world, of course, is that not many people have grown up. Most people are still kids. And no matter how intellectually smart the argument is, and how much those uh, debates and arguments have evolved since we were little kids, still the substance um, or the, the motivations behind those debates are still functioning on that sort of little kid logic. If you're looking at it like a conspiracy theorist trying to convince someone on the internet, hey, this is what's happening, trying to get someone's attention, and then someone saying, hey, no, that's exactly not is what is going on, you're flawed in your reasoning, this or that, this or that, that, leaving emotion side of how triggered people can get. It's still the same thing. People are still involved in uh, their own realities and wanting to further continue that without really looking at the perspective uh, from a bit of a bird's eye angle. Now, um, what's happening with the conspiracy movement is it's a bit of a schizophrenic phenomenon. Now, I'm not saying everyone who's into conspiracies is a schizophrenic. Of course not. Um, and if I was to look at or talk about mainstream consciousness, I mean, you could talk for hours about the psychosis in that. But why I think it's important to frame it as it is, which is a schizophrenic movement, is because the solution to helping people get out of that world or the solution to helping people see the so-called truth, it's never going to come from trying to get someone else believe what you believe or vice versa. And this is an important thing to note, especially when looking at a conspiracy phenomenon because most people who get into conspiracies get into them because they want to help the world. They see changing the conspiracy and letting people see the truth will um, bring people out of their collective delusion and out of their pathology, uh, which is sort of an external manifestation of bringing themselves out of their own pathology. So in their eyes, it's a solution to stop this sort of whirlwind of crazy and allow liberation to happen. The problem is when you get into the conspiracy world, um, it's got such an energy where itself it's a spiral of, of, of uh, thoughts and beliefs and ideas. There's a lot going on in there and it itself becomes a whirlpool of the very thing that conspiracy theorists were trying to solve about the world, trying to get away from it. The conspiracy world itself 
ends up becoming that because they can't get out of it. So when you're looking at how the body relates to the mind and what creates health, if you are constantly examining things from the perspective of the mind and leaving out other dimensions of our existence, which includes the body, includes the heart, um, then what's going to happen is you're going to, just like when you take drugs, you're going to degrade the health of your organs. So specifically when you're talking about things like schizophrenia, mainly there it's... uh, a problem with the kidneys and the kidneys not being able to function well enough. So when the kidneys are very weak, it's very easy to become scared and it's very easy to become paranoid. So when you are watching the news or you are watching a conspiracy, every time you read a headline which has a negative connotation or every time you watch a video which is talking about a conspiracy and what's happening, your kidneys uh, unleash a little bit of adrenaline to get you going. So that's why it's addictive. So people keep on coming back and back and back because it's like a little drug hit. It gives you a little hit every time you look at that article or you watch that video. So you can imagine if you keep doing that over and over and over again how that could be akin to like someone shooting up or someone taking a drug. It's a very similar phenomenon. So what started out as in people of conspiracy's mind to help the situation, because uh, a lot of people don't have the awareness to see what's happening to the mechanisms of their mind, it can be very easy to just get attracted, to just keep on looking at conspiracies and articles and not do much in the real world practically because you get an instant feedback mechanism from your kidneys continuing to reinforce you every time you look at one of those articles without changing anything else. So that's the one side of why it's so attractive to do that and why not a lot of conspiracy theorists probably do so much out there in the world and instead choose to remain in solitude. Um, but the other reason is, as you can see, just like if you take too many drugs, if you're constantly letting your organs release that hit, your kidneys release that hit of adrenaline every single time you look at something, you can see that after a while that will really degrade it and impact negatively on your health. So when that starts to happen and your kidneys start to becoming a little bit deficient, then that's when the paranoia starts to set in. And then that sets off another feedback, negative feedback mechanism, where it's just going spirals and spirals and spirals and spirals down because the conspiracy theorist thinks that the solution to the problem is to read more about the conspiracy and go deeper into the conspiracy. And what's happening is each time you do that, your organs are releasing more adrenaline, releasing more of its vital reserves until whatever stimulus you look at causes even more of a mechanism of paranoia, which then creates fear, and then it goes deeper and deeper and deeper, and it's a pretty negative circle. Now, why do some people fall into that and why some people don't? Well, some people might have a very healthy social life. They may not be as serious. They may, um, you know, 
do intense exercise and that alone may pull them out of it. But mm, just like with drugs, no matter who you are, eventually it will take its toll. Um, and regardless of what the, you know, what you can do about it to stop that from happening, there's definitely a large majority of people, and who knows for sure because you can't meet all of them, that are in that position where they're in that negative feedback loop of their of their kidneys keep on releasing adrenaline and then it's making me more paranoid and more scared. So regardless of whether the conspiracies are true or not, the problem is that once you get into that world, it's very difficult to actually implement a practical solution in the real world because your psychology has reverted to a sort of schizophrenic state where the only solution is to keep on talking about the external threats and always removing the reference point from yourself to something in the external world. So this is important because if you're trying to help someone out of this phenomenon or you're trying or yourself you maybe notice, you know, I mean there's a lot of stuff going on in the world right now which is pretty depressing if you look at it. Um, you don't have much rooting in yourself or hope on yourself because you're looking at all this stuff that's happening in the outside and it's like, oh, oh man, like I look at it for the past couple of weeks, I mean like, man, this is horrible. If I didn't have these experiences within myself, I would just get so lost in it. But the point is um, if it wants to be fixed and you want to actually change what's happening in the outside world, you can't do that without first going back into yourself into your internal world and connecting with what it is that, you know, that hippie concept of what is your truth has some reality here because if you don't have a reference point within yourself, there's no way to possibly look at an issue in the external world and then leapfrog to a solution because the mind will always get lost in thinking the solution is to look where that external reference leads. And that external reference of a conspiracy is always going to turn to another external reference to another conspiracy. So I always um, think this is a pretty cool metaphor to think about in terms of, well, life in general, but especially in terms of conspiracy theories, where if you look at life as a clock, not in the sense that there's different stages in your life, but in the sense that every hour hand on the clock from 1 to 12, all represent a different piece of reality. And the more you choose to look at one particular aspect on that clock, one particular hour, the more you're going to delve into that aspect of reality and block out all the rest. So there's actually a lot people who follow conspiracies could learn if they get out of that reality for a second and go look at a a nicer, happier, less serious side of reality or maybe a different hour hand of the clock again of all the people who are doing amazing, great things in the world and, and overcoming odds and using their heart to strengthen things. And from that, if it really is their wish to change the world and they want to do that through communicating with people in the conspiracy world, then will they have a much more holistic perspective of reality and they'll be able to further... Um, their ambitions in whatever world it is they're trying to help. And the same can be said for people who don't follow conspiracies. If they examined it, 
then maybe they would learn something about themselves or about other people that would help themselves, that would help other people, or maybe uh, rid themselves of some of the illusions which they think are or are not happening. Because it's important to note that it's not just whenever you look at that particular hour hand on the clock, it's not just you're becoming more immersed in that particular piece of pie of reality, you're also helping the larger reality of the world become more immersed in that reality too because you believe in it. It's just like the self-fulfilling prophecy where if you believe something is going to happen to you in your life, you'll make it happen. It's the same thing about the world because if you are constantly immersed in that reality, then you're going to be projecting it to the world and it's going to become like that more and more and more. So regardless of what the realities are, it's only by taking a step back from all of that, going inside yourself, looking inside your heart for what it is you really want to do on this planet for your life, that you'll be able to change the reference point from something external to something inside yourself. So whatever you want to do, however you want to affect change in reality, whatever it is you want to change, you actually have some power to do so. Because if you're constantly getting stuck in the external manifestations or um, the things externally that are, are pushing this oppression on you, whether that's in a governmental form or whether it's in the, in the form of, okay, exercise is hard because you have to push back pain, they're all parameters that need to be pushed past. And if you're constantly looking at things, saying, okay, those things suck. So like, why does it have to be so painful to exercise? Why does it have to be so hard to study? Or why does the government have to be so controlling? Or why does this corporate entity have to be so controlling? Then you'll lose all your power because you can only truly have power if you're generating it internally from within yourself. Reality is a trip and there are definitely dark forces in the world which are at play which are, have certain agendas but no matter how powerful they become the the heart is the most powerful thing and connecting to it is the most rewarding fulfilling thing ever and it's always going to be the solution no matter how smart you think you can be in strategizing something those things have their place or how much you feel you can rebel in anger or how much truth you think you can elicit through an argument, through uncovering research. The solution is always going to be the same and it's always going to be coming from the heart. I met a guy five days ago grocery shopping and he was clearly, like as my friend called him, cooked. <laughs> he was talking about prisons being built. Uh, He's talking about prisons being built for people um, to be housed in because they were covered and he was basically saying there's underground bases everywhere and things like that. My friend sort of just walked off, but really, what did this guy really need? Is there ever going to be something in the external world which could help this guy? Is he ever going to be able to go to a psychologist and talk about these things? Is there ever going to be some institution he reaches out to? No, it's, it's people like you who are interested in helping the world, if that's what you want, to become friends with them. And 
that's really what it is. The solution is never going to come from some external entity. It's only going to come from us. And every single revolutionary in the world talked about the same thing. And coming from five days ago when he was talking about all sorts of things like AI constructs ruling the world and, you know, like him being God and all this kind of stuff, he just really needed a friend. And then I met him again today after a few hours and pretty much, you know, 15 years of schizophrenia is almost completely gone. And it's all just because he connected to his heart again. Now, I'm not saying that if you don't have experience in, in, tra- in training and understanding these phenomena, you can have the same effect. But the, the point is, I didn't do anything other than just to connect him to his heart. That's all. It wasn't my place to question whether or not what he was saying was real or it wasn't real. The real phenomenon was he'd been connected, disconnected from his heart and he was in a reality which whether had validity or not was no longer serving him the purpose that wanted him to serve. So love is the answer. Connecting to yourself is the answer. Connecting to your heart is the answer and not being ashamed of doing that. So conspiracies, yes, they're real. Whether some are real, whether some are not real, it doesn't matter. No matter what side you're on, the solution is never going to be fighting back or pushing your agenda. So I hope this has somehow sort of elicited some insights in you. You can connect it some more. I didn't want to go too much into the mechanisms behind what schizophrenia is or how it impacts the body and the mind too much because that's a discussion for another day. But it is important to note that whatever we think, again, is a phenomenon of the health of our body and how connected we are to ourselves versus just sort of running on autopilot from external references. Um, Pretty much everything comes down to at least those two things or at least everything has those two factors involved in them when talking about why you believe what you believe or why you tend to follow certain paths in life. So good thing to stay healthy, good thing to experience other wider sides of life. It's important to go into those darker realms because you can learn a lot. You can also help uplift a lot of people out of it. But at the end of all of it, you can still be non-serious, you can be in your heart, you can be happy, you can be healthy. So, hope you enjoyed listening. If you have any questions, please ask me. See you next time. Enjoy. And you know what? This is some pretty heavy stuff. There's a lot of people suffering out there right now. And we can choose to let society dictate whether or not we help someone. Or if we see someone who's in need of help, we can choose to trust our heart and help them out. Help a brother out. There's a lot of people that need it right now. The change always starts from you. All right, enough preaching. (laughs) Get loose, man. Just fucking get loose. Sit back, crack and relax. Be in your heart. Be peaceful. Help some people out. Eat some cheeseburgers, whatever does it for you. You.